G'day and welcome to Partakers and to our series, Easter Weekend 2014. Today is Easter Monday. We have looked at the events of Easter. Good Friday, Jesus dead and buried. Then we looked at Silent Saturday. Then on Easter Sunday, Jesus is resurrected, raised to new life physically and with a new glorious body. Wow! Hallelujah! But so what? What is our response to this to be some 2,000 years after the event? Our first response, if we are followers of Jesus, is that the followers of Jesus are to love. Love not just in words, but also in action. We, as followers of Jesus, are to love God and love others. What kind of love? It is to be a practical, selfless, giving and sacrificial love. 1 John 3 verse 16 states this. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. Jesus told all his followers to take up their own cross if they were to follow him as his disciple. That includes you and I, some 2,000 years after the event. Are you, as a follower of Jesus, a Christian disciple, willing to take up your own cross? and do all you can to love others in order to show Jesus to them. There is a price to pay for being a true follower of Jesus Christ. Followers are to surrender completely to him in all aspects of life. Followers are to identify with him in suffering and death and follow him obediently wherever he leads. Followers are to take up their own cross in order to show that they are indeed followers of Jesus Christ, who is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Wow! And you know that is a choice, just as the cross is a choice, and accepting the cross of Jesus is a choice. The cross of Jesus Christ is God's solution to the suffering, evil, troubles and sin of the world. Only by Jesus Christ going to the cross have evil, sin, suffering and Satan been dealt mortal blows. The cross, the cross of Jesus Christ, provides the victorious solution. The cross is not merely a symbol to be placed around the neck, on a chain, or to be worn as a lapel pin, or an item statement of fashion. The cross is not meant to portray Jesus as some form of sadomasochistic tragi-hero, as some people try to make it out to be. The cross, the cross of Jesus Christ, is God's solution to the problem of evil, sin, suffering, troubles and pain as much as the wise of this world would love to think that it is not. The cross is a choice. 
You can choose to deny the cross and say it doesn't matter. You can say that the cross of Jesus Christ is an irrelevance, and that is indeed your right. You can do that if you want to. God will not force you to accept the cross and love him. If he did, he would have created the first person so that the first person, Adam, would automatically love him and not have given him free will to rebel. That way the cross would not have been needed. But such is the enormity of the love of God that each person, including you and I, have a choice to make. Follow Jesus and take up your own cross and be an overcomer with and for him. God will not force you to accept it, but he will keep on calling you back to the cross. Sometimes calling you in quiet ways, and at other times much louder. You can deny the cross and its meaning, and when Jesus Christ comes again in judgment, you will find that he denies you entrance into his glorious kingdom. When Jesus Christ comes again, everyone will know who he is and bow down to him. But only those whom he knows will be granted access into everlasting life. Do you know this Jesus personally yet? How you think of the cross ultimately has relevance to you and affects your reality. You can accept the cross as your personal substitution, propitiation and redemption. That way you have peace with God. The cross of Jesus Christ thoroughly epitomizes God's glory and if there were any other way that God the Father could restore people into relationship with himself, then surely he would have done it that way. But there was no other way. Jesus Christ, as a son of God, who was simultaneously fully God and fully human, died on a Roman cross. He took on the sins of the world, paying the greatest price, so that people can be restored into a peaceful relationship with God the Father. Wow! That is for all people of all time, of all nations, of all ages, of all generations, statuses and gender. The cross of Jesus Christ is amazing love in action and it is ignored at great peril. Let's, as his followers, go forward in hope and faith, choosing deliberately not to boast in anything else save only of Jesus Christ and him crucified. The wisdom of God, as exhibited on and in the cross of Jesus Christ, is foolishness, but only to those who do not accept it. And what's more, it is even more than that for the follower of Jesus, more than that for the Christian. Jesus speaking in Luke chapter 9, verse 23 to 26. Then Jesus said to them all, Whoever wants to be my disciple, that is my follower, must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit their very self? Whoever is ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in glory and in the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. What is our response to these words of Jesus? As followers of Jesus Christ, we are commanded to count the cost of following him. 
That is how we carry our own cross for the sake of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ wants to be number one in the life of all those who choose to follow him. Jesus Christ wants supremacy over everything in our lives, including family, friends, and possessions, even our riches. Alas, that's a cost too high for some. Here is one man who couldn't give up something to follow Jesus. Let's call him Basil. Basil runs up quickly to Jesus. Basil wants eternal life and he wants it now. So Basil asks Jesus about how to get it. Basil's fully kept the commandments listed by Jesus. However, however, when Jesus said to Basil that in order to follow him, he would have to give up all his wealth and possessions in order to have treasure in heaven and have eternal life, Basil leaves saddened, disconsolate, and utterly shattered. Basil couldn't do it. It was a step too far for Basil. Basil wanted his riches, and he also wanted everlasting life. But Jesus said he could not have both. And as far as we know, Basil remains the only person who left Jesus' presence full of sorrow. And that, that was due to Basil putting trust in himself, his riches, and his wealth alone. Now, riches in and of themselves are not necessarily wrong, but they were for Basil. The life of Basil, this rich young ruler, reflected a life of absorption with his own self-interest and self-importance. Basil was not willing to make the sacrifice required to follow Jesus. Basil couldn't count the cost of following Jesus, because it was too high a price for him to pay. What about you? Are you like Basil? What have you given up in and as a result of your decision to follow Jesus? Making sacrifices to follow Jesus is all part of the wow factor of Jesus. Jesus demands that he is number one and supreme over everything else in your life. Yourself, your family, other people, your ambitions, your riches, your material goods, including money and possessions. How is this done? This is done by consistently ensuring that your works and words match your lifestyle and that no hypocrisy can be found or indeed will be found. It means standing up for God in the face of adversity. It means loving others even though they hate you. In the UK, we aren't systematically persecuted. We may be marginalised, ridiculed and ignored, but that is not systematic persecution. Some of our Christian family around the world daily face death simply because they chose to follow Jesus. They are carrying their own cross for Jesus. So what about us in the UK? For example, if we as Christians in the UK were known by our self-sacrificial love of all others, then Jesus, whom we claim to love, follow, worship and adore, would be seen. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, the German theologian in the first part of the 20th century, wrote this, 
When Jesus Christ calls a man, he bids him come and die. Discipleship, that is, following Jesus, is not an offer that man makes to Jesus Christ, nor is it hero worship, but following Jesus is intimacy with Christ. Bonhoeffer knew that as a Christian, a person has to take up their own cross in following Jesus and count the cost of being a disciple of Jesus Christ. Let's now look at 1 John 3.16, which says, This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for others. Jesus told us to take up our own cross if we are to follow him as his disciple. How is that possible? If we try to do that in our own strength, we will fail. If we do that using the power, the strength, and the wisdom of the Holy Spirit who lives within you as a follower of Jesus, then you will succeed at following Jesus' command. Are you, as a follower, a disciple of Jesus Christ, willing to take up your own cross for the sake of Jesus Christ? What a difference that would make to the community where you live. To those that have responded to Jesus and are following him, Jesus still meets with them. How does he do this? Jesus walks with us wherever we go, and in particular in the darkest periods of our life. Just as he did with two people on the road to Emmaus, he walks with those who proclaim to follow him. Jesus speaks to us whenever the Bible is faithfully preached and read from, just as he opened the eyes of those on the Emmaus road when he explained the scriptures. What's more, Jesus meets us in the communion or the Eucharist or the Lord's Supper with the bread and the wine which symbolizes flesh and blood as an act of remembrance of what he did for humanity on the cross. Because of Jesus' resurrection from the dead, it shows that we as Christians have also risen from the dead. Spiritually death, transferred to spiritual life. Our old nature is gone, it is dead, and we have a new nature which is here, alive and present. In the sacrament of baptism, Jesus Christ's death is symbolized in our going under the water bodily, just as his resurrection is symbolized when we are raised up and out of the water. Wow! Hallelujah! Jesus Christ, dead, buried and raised to new life. The Christian, dying to self, burying their old sinful nature, and being raised to new life in Jesus Christ with a new nature, ready to serve the risen Jesus. Wow! More than that, his resurrection was not merely coming back to life. Jesus Christ had raised people back to life during his ministry. We read about those in the Gospels. But those people would go on to die again. Jesus' new body was not like that because Jesus had a new and glorious body. And we, too, will one day have new bodies. Glorious bodies. To the praise of Jesus Christ. Wow! If you are not yet a follower of this Jesus, then start following now. You may not have another opportunity to do so. Just say out loud or even quietly to him, Jesus, I want to start following you now.
Jesus will listen to you and respond to you. Don't let another opportunity pass you by. And if you are already a Christian, already a follower of Jesus, and you have not yet taken up your own cross in following him, then please do repent and do so. Thank you for listening to this Easter series 2014. Thanks for listening. Come back to Partakers, www.partakers.co.uk, where every day there is something added to help you in your Christian discipleship. Bye for now.